Mind Fudgers, and welcome to episode 55 of the Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Andy and George! I like how he introduces me now. I don't have to do much. It makes yeah, the job easier, right? Much easier. <laughs> it's not like you're doing anything anyways. Yeah, it's true. I don't really do anything for you the really show. You really just phoned it in. 100%. You're <laughs> right. We know. We've been watching. Have you? Yeah. It's a podcast, so you don't really have to watch anything. And this well, is what yeah. happens when we don't record for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's been a little while, guys. We've been busy with life. Uh, George and I have gone to pretty much a convention every single weekend. I pooped. Andy has gone to the bathroom at least once. Uh, he does have a baby, so that's been taking up a lot of his time, too. So, And uh, the baby poops. The baby Let's poops hope. at least as much as I do. Let's hope. Just if once? not more. Oh, if more. <laughs> Twice. By volume, more. But anyways, that's why we've been absent for the last month or so. Um, we did release an episode last week, but that was when we recorded a month ago. <laughs> it was the serial one, right? Yeah, it was a little bit delayed because of some technical difficulties, but uh, we got it out there. It was, it was Andy. hilarious. It was Andy's fault. Yeah. I peed one, my pants listening to it. I heard that from a few people. There was a lot of good feedback about it. It's good. That one, so. They should probably Let's hope wear this diapers. one's just as good. Uh, so the theme for this week is cars. And this one was chosen by Andy. Uh, Andy, why did you pick Cars? Well, because he feels safest as all. I don't know the rest of the song, but yes. Here in your car, yeah. you feel safest of all? Yeah. You can lock all your doors? Yeah. It's the only way to live? In Cars. In Cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't live in Cars, children. <laughs> we went to grab dinner before we recorded, and oddly enough, that <laughs> song was on the radio. <laughs> it was just uh, you know, a sign. It was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's the real reason you picked cars? Uh, I've been trying to get my Mustang ready to be sold. Okay. Yeah. So I've been undoing all the horrible stuff I've done to it. What horrible stuff have you done to it? I'll get to it. it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tailpipe is just solid white at this point. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to Mind Melters then. Here are some terrible questions based on this week's theme. This is Mind Melters. Question number one, Andy. What is the first car you ever owned? A 97 Ford Escort. What color? Red. I remember that car. I do, too. <laughs> you sold it to my ex-father-in-law. Yes, I did. Who flipped it for a profit and didn't drive it himself ever. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's good, I guess. Yeah. It was kind of weird, but yeah, sure. It's kind of shitty. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. What about you, George? Uh, my first car was a 1998 Chevy Cheyenne. Champagne colored. What does a Cheyenne look like? It's basically a Silverado, but much smaller. Okay. So yeah. you've always been a truck guy. Uh, yes. I never owned a car. I've driven cars. I've never owned a car. Okay. Uh, well, my first car was a Mazda MPV minivan. Wow, a minivan. <laughs> multi-purpose vehicle? It was a multi-purpose vehicle. Is exactly. that what the MPV stands for? I did not choose this vehicle. It um, chose him. My, my parents had a minivan. They used to drive me and my sister bus you guys around all over town. Yeah, and yeah. then when I was turning sixteen, they were like, You need to get your license. You, you need to get your license. And I didn't want to because I didn't want to chauffeur my sisters everywhere. <laughs> but they forced me to get my license and they were like, Here's your car, drive them. <laughs> so was it like a, a scary looking like van, like a rape van kind of deal? No, it was just a minivan. Uh, Andy and our friend James used to go with me pretty much everywhere. In the van? We would do all kinds of weird shenaniganary stuff. In the yeah, van. Yep. Yep. Dirty stuff in the van. No. Nope. No. We'd pull up to stoplights and James would hop out and run to the middle of the intersection and start So is it one of those vans dancing. with a suicide door or whatever? Or the sliding no, door? No, it had normal doors. Oh. It, it didn't have normal windows, though. It didn't have a sliding door in the back? Mm-mm. It was huh. a normal opening door. The windows couldn't roll up and down in the back. They just had those little clips where you could oh, open yeah, them like an inch and a half. push them out, yeah. yeah. So the kids won't jump out the window. Mm-hmm. That's why your dad got pulled over that one time. Because my sister littered through there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> she like what threw a piece of paper out there mm-hmm. and got pulled over for it. Yeah, what a dick cop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was in Louisiana. I think I told that story on the show. That's Actually, it does it. sound vaguely familiar. Yeah, yeah. All right, question number two, Andy. What is your dream car? One that runs without maintenance or fuel. That's a fair answer. But within the realm of cars that exist, what what car would you like to own most? Uh, one of those fucking Chevy cars with the EV Go system. Because we got those things at work and I could just plug in and be like, <laughs> never have to pay for fuel. Okay. What about you, Mine's also along the same vein. I kind of want like the top model of the Tesla cars. Teslas would be cool. Yeah. Those are awesome. I don't really have a dream car. Like, I think. Uh, I mean, I have a dream muscle car, but it's not very practical well, in today's what, age. What is, this is your dream car. What, what's your dream car? Uh, it would be the car from Bullet, the movie Bullet. It's okay. Pretty awesome uh, SS Mustang. Racist. Yep. <laughs> what was this supercharged Mustang? A Tesla would be cool. Tesla um, would be cool. I, if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably choose the Tesla because you know it's more practical. It's practical. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm a pretty practical guy as well, so I think that would be my answer. And plus, I already have a muscle car at my parents' house. Nice. What do you have? Uh, a T-top Thunderbird, the Smoking the Bandit car, it was uh, from 1965. Does the license plate say I'm Greek? Because <laughs> that it would should. be hilarious. <laughs> if I ever get the car, I'm going to get a vanity plate to say that. Yes, that's awesome. You know, if you need another muscle car, I've got a 2004 Mustang, six cylinders. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, well, I think the V8 5.6 liter has you beat. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done most of the work on my car, so it better beat me. It's Trans Am. Sorry, the word I was lo- thinking of is Trans Am. It's a Trans Am. Did right. you not say that? Did I say Trans Am? I don't remember if I said it or Pretty not. Pretty sure you said Trans Am. Or I just knew you meant Trans Am. Yeah, that's what you I mean. think you just knew what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. Question number three, Andy. What are your top three favorite book, movie, or TV cars? Uh, top three? Mm-hmm. That's pretty easy. How is that easy for you? All right. Uh, fuck. Andy's only seen six movies in his life. So. <laughs> and none of them had cars in them. But it's also movies, too, right? So, m- movies. The work. ambulance from Heat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the uh, the DeLorean. That was one of mine. Yeah. I saw that in uh, Back to the Future Part 3. <clears throat> the westernized version yeah. with the uh, old uh, the train, train pushing along the tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only version I saw. Um, the Mustang that they stole in Gone in sixty seconds, the Nicolas Cage version. Eleanor. Yeah. Eleanor. The car from Death Wish was that the movie? No, not Death Wish. Death Proof. Death Proof. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take the that death one. Proof car. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Surprised no one said Knight Rider. Nobody Fuck Knight Rider. Well, Fuck Surprised Kit. the one person who went before you didn't say Knight Rider? Yeah, I'm surprised. Fuck Kit. Surprised you didn't say Knight Rider. Fuck Kit. What are your three? Knight Rider, Ecto 1, with all the gear inside, of course. I was going to say Ecto 1, too. It, yeah. <laughs> and then um, the Batmobile. That was the other one I was going to say. Yeah. Batmobile's ah. number one. How do you pick anything over Batmobile? Well, it's not real. Like, it's a tank. Yeah, but I mean, it's like the best car. <laughs> <laughs> This is true, and I chose poorly. I was going to say, Batmobile... You chose the ambulance from Heat. You stay with it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you live with your choices, Andy. <laughs> I was going to pick the DeLorean, but you chose that one. Yeah. So. Batmobile, Mach 5, Ecto-1. Those oh, Mach 5 is a good choice. My three answers. 
But the Mach 5 from the anime show, not that shitty anim- movie. Not the live action. Yeah. Movie. That was horrible. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. They were yeah. both bad. What? Speed Racer is awful. Nah, it was fine when I was a kid. It was pretty cool when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember having the computer game and playing the shit out of that computer game. I never played that. Nah, you're both wrong. Well, we have a lot more pop culture knowledge than you. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Ambulance. Ambulance from Heat. From heat. <laughs> <laughs> the car that drives by in the beginning of the village. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's move on to casseroles. How many casseroles we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by casseroles. Andy, who's your casserole for this week? My casserole for this week is a bunch of shit that I wrote down. Uh, Characters that are purposefully made immature and irresponsible. They have been annoying the shit out of me. It's keeping me from enjoying books. I don't like it. Okay. The fucking guy from that book that Mandy's all about. Yeah. Name of the wind. Quoth. Yeah. Yeah, Quoth. Drives me nuts. Uh, so fictional characters are annoying you. Fictional characters are annoying me. The ones that are made to be purposefully if only immature. <laughs> hey, that's a solid choice. <laughs> you could kidnap a lot of people with that. Or move people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's not different than what I said. No, I, I meant move people from one apartment. Oh, apartment. I thought you meant like... <laughs> I was referencing the time that I moved you from your apartment, from your house to your apartment in your ambulance. I forgot we did you that. You owned an ambulance? <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell that story in a little while. <laughs> Weird. You're going to have to tell that because I don't remember it. All right. Uh, so my castle is kind of lame. I don't really have anything good. Uh, Where to- you stole it from you? Yeah, I know. Uh, so my casserole is going to be, uh, Netflix. Okay. Uh, because I, uh, read that they're going to start data testing with ads in their, uh, shows. I read that too. That really sucks. And then on top of that, it's not like Netflix is producing quality, uh, movies anymore. I'm really upset with them about that. Like all their movies have been like below subpar. There's been a couple. And a lot of their TV shows have been a lot of subpar too. It feels like there's only slipped a little bit. It's kind of like, eh, whatever. We got all this money from all these fucking people. Now, let's hit them with the fucking ads. I mean, ads suck. Like, it's the worst part about watching I pay a premium to not watch ads. I might as well just go back to cable. Well, like, Hulu, you pay for the baseline, you still get ads. You have to pay for, like, the upper level package to not get ads with Hulu. Which is, like, $3 more. But that's what Netflix is going to try to do. They're going to try to charge you a little bit more so you don't have to watch ads. It's fucking stupid. It's just a sign annoying. of the times, you know. It, it is annoying. I can I agree with you because I I enjoy Netflix too, and you know there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix, but there's just as much that's like I think there's way more shit than there are good things on Netflix because they don't say no to anything. They make whatever series or how come I can't get anything produced by Netflix? What the fuck? Have, Have you, you asked tried? them? Yeah, I've tried. What they say? No, or don't nothing really. Usually, it's I don't hear anything. Wait, have you actually heard no from them? No, oh. they just just ignore me. We should try again. You should make a show about the Harvey Weinstein sex scandal. I'm pretty sure that's already happening on Lifetime. Television for idiots. <laughs> we should make a show about ambulances. And only ambulances. <laughs> ambulances. Wambulances, what we'll call it. We can have Wham do all the talking. <laughs> George Michael from Wham. the dead. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, it's a lame one, but yeah, I've read that somewhere, and I'm like, I'm already upset with Netflix as it is. So there you go. Fair enough, fair enough. 
Uh, my casserole is one of the conventions we went to. LeakyCon oh. in Dallas. <laughs> I was going to talk about that next episode, but okay. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, we had a convention almost every single week. Um, it's been busy, but LeakyCon is one of the few conventions I have ever paid to attend. I typically go as press because we do the show and because I've written for right. sites and things like that. So it's rare that I actually pay to go to a convention. Mind you, this is a very singular topic convention. It's a Harry Potter themed convention, yes. yes. But tickets were very expensive. My girlfriend's mother is a huge Harry Potter fan. So for Christmas, she bought her passes to go to this. And then we got passes too, so we could accompany her. It's not really something that I'm a diehard fan of, but I figured what the heck, it'd be fun. It'd be a nice little trip, vacation, whatever. Turned out to really not be worth the money convention-wise. Yeah, for what they charged, it wasn't awesome. It was like 160 bucks for the three-day weekend, mm-hmm. and the convention was about as big as one hall of a convention center down here. Um, well, they didn't use up the whole arena or they anything didn't use like anywhere that. Near that. And another big bummer thing for me about that show was that they didn't have a good lineup to back up that price. Yeah, they didn't have A-listers or even B-listers from the movies. They had uh, the... What's his face? They had the funny guy the from fat Fantastic Beast. Uh, Fogler, I think his name is. Dan Fogler. He was he was like their highest level celebrity. Right. And who was only there for Saturday, I think. They didn't really do much in the way of decoration or... Yeah, it should have been a lot more magical. Characters and, yeah. or interaction. Like, there wasn't a whole lot going on. There was like a couple of panels. Yeah, I think there was eight panels throughout the entire weekend or something. Um, well, there was a lot more panels than that. You just had to find them. Yeah, they weren't they weren't in an easily accessible place. Most of them you had no interest in unless you were a diehard Harry Potter fan. Yeah, there were some really weird ones. It's like very specific, <laughs> like talking about the differences of Minerva in the book versus the movie. And it's like, okay, well, that's you know, you got to be like a crazy OCD person. To like well, that's what the show caters to. It caters I, to I those crazy that. OCD fans. My one thing that I went there for was butterbeer. Because I, really? I went to Wizard, Wizarding World of Harry Potter yeah. a few years ago. I had a blast. It's awesome. It's, it's I like really it. Cool. I kind of hoped that this convention would trap some of that magic. Like, it would be fun. Right. Butterbeer is, like, widely considered, like, an important aspect of the Harry Potter mythos. So, like, you would assume they would have a legitimate butterbeer ben- vendor there. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the middle of the convention floor selling it or something. But no. They had, like, one slushy vendor in a cheap little cart. Did you try it? Wait out. Yeah, it was like outside in the foyer. Oh, so you actually did try it. We waited in that line for like an hour and a half to get up to the butterbeer vendor and they were selling frozen lemonade and quote unquote better butterbeer. Better butterbeer? It was not. It was it was just cream soda slushies and the water they used and it must have been toxic or something because it gave us all horrible runs. Like we were all sick <laughs> as soon as we drank our ices. Wow. It was not good. It was really bad. Jamba juice. Or it was just like the syrup they were using just did not something, sit well with you. Something was not good about that. So it really, the whole con was just kind of a bust. But we were in Dallas. I did get some cool Indiana Jones art there. I didn't see I didn't see hardly anything that was not Harry Potter related. <laughs> like I was looking. Out of all the cons that I went to, this is like the only con I got cool Indiana Jones art. Well, that's that's something. I'm glad you had a better experience than me. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I had a good time for what it was. Uh, I had I, fun hanging out with you. Yeah, it was cool seeing you guys there. Uh, I, I really went for Catherine. Catherine's a huge uh, Harry Potter fan. And uh, I really wish we only wa- bought tickets for one day because mm-hmm. we really did everything we wanted to you do. You did see that the whole one. thing in like four hours. Or less. Or less. Yeah. Uh, it was cool going back the second day seeing some of the shows. Uh, we watched a, like a couple of the performances. That's cool. Uh, some of them were pretty good. Like, they weren't bad. Like, I never heard of Team Star Kid, 
but apparently everyone in the audience has. Mm-hmm. So we watched a little bit of that while we were sitting in the the film area because it was like oh, a little, the runoff area. It was like a little runoff area where they had a big projector screen set up. We watched a little bit of it with no explanation of what was going on. Yeah, it was <laughs> so, a lot more entertaining being inside that actual. Yeah, it was pretty place. boring from what I saw. But I mean. Maybe that's just because we were watching. It on yeah, screen. like I also thought they were gonna like the f- the show floor would should have been decorated more yeah, like was, Harry Potter ish. Or they should have had people in costume like running around taking pictures. Like, but, well, they did have cosplayers, but I don't think they were hired by the show. That's at what all. I'm saying. They should have had like professional. It would have been awesome. They had like magicians running around doing magic. That's what I'm saying. Though there's a lot more they could have done, especially for the price they were charging. Yes. Like, nobody got their money's worth. Even the people that had a good time. So tweet out to J.K. Rowling, yo, what the fuck, I want my money back. (laughs) Even the people that had a good time, I don't think made their their money's worth. Um, Mm. So, unless you're a diehard, diehard Harry Potter fan, I can't recommend this con at all. Well, it's like, it's a mixed response on, uh, like, that Comic-Con, whatever. Mm -hmm. People said they loved it. People said it was just okay. I'm somewhere in between. Like, I had a good time, but it was was alright. I had fun hanging out with my friends. Like I do at every con. Right. But I could have just hung out with you in the hotel room. or we <laughs> Which done, like, we did. We played games until yeah. like one in the morning. Like we went to a bunch of different cool shops in Dallas. You know, different comic shops that we don't have here and things like that. Right. I had fun doing that stuff. The convention itself, eh. We were there for like three hours maybe. All three days. Mm. It, it wasn't worth it. So... That's my casserole. It was a lot of money for no real return. Yeah. So LeakyCon, if you come back, do a better job. Yeah, Definitely. And I have to hear a lot of good things. Yeah, I'm not going, going back, back next year. <laughs> I'm going to have to hear, like, like J.K. Rowling herself is going to have to show up to make the show a better... Or Daniel Radcliffe doing, or like something $45 pictures or something. <laughs> I mean, normally, he doesn't charge for that stuff, what I understand. Yeah, but the convention makes... Maybe, the yeah, I guess so. Like, I'd like to meet him, but I wouldn't talk about Harry Potter at all. I'd talk about, like... Horns. Horns. Or Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man, exactly. I was like, so did you really fart all that time? Yeah, you must have eaten a lot of burritos. <laughs> <laughs> Have Andy, you seen Andy Swiss Army Man? Nope. How about I just horns? keep referring to him as Topher Grace? Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. Why do you refer to him as Topher Grace? They look nothing alike. Yeah, that's fine. And Topher Grace is much taller. It's all right. I don't mind. All right. You might like Horns and Swiss Army Man. It's written by uh, Stephen King's son. Yeah. Uh, Joe Hill, I believe his name is. Who looks just like Stephen King, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's eerie. Yeah. I don't like his writing as much. Heart-shaped box and fireman. Mm-mm. All right. Well, that does it for casseroles. Let's casseroles. Move on. It's time for consumption. Consumption. Andy, I read Jurassic Park for Crichton. Yeah, it's the uh, first time we've read it in about twenty-five-ish years. Wow. Yeah, it is. The movie's not even that old, is it? Yeah, the movie's well, twenty-five years old. Came out in ninety-four. Fuck. Plus, yeah. normally they make the movie after the book. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have known about it until I, I the movie came out. I too, because I was such a big fan of the movie when it first came out. I picked up a yeah. copy and I read it. Yeah. It was a really good book. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of scenes that are in the second movie that are in the actual first book. And the only reason mm-hmm. why he made a second book, uh, like the island stuff, well, the way the book first book opens, uh, it opens up an island with a kid being eaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens in the second movie. They wanted to do it in the first movie, but it just didn't. With the baby getting eaten in Costa Rica? Yeah. 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 So they uh, moved that scene for the second movie. Hmm, Okay. And the only reason they made a second movie is because how successful the first one was, or the second book, rather, because Spielberg begged Michael Crichton to write another one. Yeah, the the book itself, really, really good. Uh, Worthy of all the accolades. Worthy of having a movie made out of it. 
And uh, so, how does the movie compare? Uh, I think that they're both You're tramping on my good my childhood in separate ways. Favorite childhood movie here. So, well, yeah, that's mine too. They're both great. They're yeah. just different. They I are. Think, I think the book is slightly better, but I mean, I think that's the case on a lot of things. But it's like the book is slightly the book ages better. I believe that. Yeah, the movie what? did not the age. Timeless. Uh, no the effects and stuff. I mean. Your imagination is always going to keep up with modern technology, whereas what's on the screen is on the screen. This is not Citizen Kane. It's pretty close. Nah. Nah. Too much special effects. What Justin said is absolutely correct. Your brain is going to be able to keep up with it. Your brain even takes you back to where you were then. Problem is that your brain can't take your eyes back there and be like, yeah, I'm looking at something from 1994. Was it four? 1994 and being like, that looks like today. That T-Rex looks real, real. I think the <laughs> effects look better than they do in the modern Jurassic World. You are incorrect. I'm not. The practical effects in that movie look way better than any of the CG effects today. Well, well yes, but how many of the CG? But there's just as many like things in Jurassic Park that don't look great. In like today. what? Name one. T-Rex. Yeah. Uh, what part? Yes. A lot of them. <laughs> you are both insanely Almost wrong. Almost all this. of it. You are both wrong on this. I'm just letting you know. Y'all are both wrong. We can do a consensus online, and we'll find out for sure who's right or wrong. When but I can last, guarantee you, y'all are both wrong. When was the last time you watched Jurassic Park? Last month. Damn, same here. Uh, it's been a while for me. Like, maybe a year and a half. But uh, I watched it for the, the debate, Lost World The debate movie. is whether the book is better than the movie. And I think the book is slightly better than the movie. I remember I've never it. read the book, so I can't say. It is much I more geared towards to adults. Yeah, it has a lot more adult things in it. Sure. Yeah. A lot of more people die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Malcolm dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he brings him back for the second book. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Although they most definitely killed him in the book, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Doctor Grant loves kids in the books, or in the book. Yes, I yeah. do remember that. They changed that so they needed to give his character more of a defining moment. And I don't like the the little girl in the book. She annoys me. Well, she but annoyed me in the, movie. in the movie. She's the older child. She still annoys me. There's just no little girl. There's a Larger girl. Yeah. Right on. All right. What about you, George? Uh, I recently saw a movie called The Summer of 84, okay. uh, and uh, it was pretty good. I, I liked it very much. It's from the uh, filmmakers who made Turbo Kid. I love which, that movie. Yeah, which came out like three or four years ago now. That's another movie Andy would love if he ever watched it. God, it, it's so good. It's like 80s, like a, if you ever seen the movies a, a Rad, it's a BMX movie from the 80s. No. Oh, man. Uh, so they basically took all the tropes out of that and mixed it with Mad Max, and it's pretty fucking great. It's like cheesy eighties, nineties bicycling movie with like with waste world, wasteland uh, attributes. With like a, huh. a, a guy torturing people. There's like a scene where a guy has his intestines hooked up to a bicycle. Oh yeah, he turns. And the guy's, <laughs> the guy's turning the bicycle <laughs> things and it's like pulling his intestines out slowly. I mean, there's like a lot of. B-movie quality to some of the things in there. Yeah, but, but the effects on it were pretty great good, for a yeah. really low-budget movie. Uh, anyway, the music's great in it, too. Lee Matos, mm-hmm. Lee Matos or Lee Matos, however you say their names. Uh, anyway, we're not talking about that movie. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about Summer of 84, which is also a good movie in its own right, right up until the end. Uh, I don't like the way the movie ended, and I want to explain more, but I don't want to spoil it for you because I want to talk to you about it, and I know you're never going to watch it, Andy, so I'm <laughs> not worried about it. Uh, even if we did talk about it, I'd forget. So uh, the premise is basically uh, 
this there's a serial killer on the loose, and uh, this kid is really bored in his town, and the summer just hit. And uh, he's uh, very into, like, uh, Hardy Boys and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, all his friends are looking for something to do in the summer, and they start seeing, like, milk cartons and newspaper clippings of kids that are from the town next over. And, like, holy shit, this is exciting, because, like, the serial killer could be in our town. And then the uh, kid catches a whiff that it could be his next-door neighbor. The catch is that the next-door neighbor is, like, a high-ranking police officer in the local police. And that's pretty much the setup. If you ever seen Fright Night, uh, it's pretty much that, but without vampires put in serial killers. That's cool. Yeah. Music's also great. Same group who did the music for Turbo Kid. Um, like I said, the only thing that bugs me is the ending. The last five minutes is, like, heart-wrenchingly sad and, like, what the fuck? Like, this is... Not what I wanted. <laughs> and also, like, I kind of felt like uh, if you wanted to give it a good bookend, they didn't set up anything to, to pay off that ending that they had. Okay. Like, it's just kind of like you're running down a path and then just kind of comes to this path and you have to live with it. That's not necessarily a bad thing. No, though. no, it's not a bad thing. It's just I wasn't happy with it, especially with the, the themes that they were going for in the movie. There should have been, like, some redeeming quality or... I, I don't want to ruin it, so I'm not going to say much more. I just I did was not a huge fan of the ending. Once you watch it, you'll have to let me know. Okay, well I'll watch it and we'll talk about it. Um, I actually watched the movie. They say I will, unlike some people. I, I want to watch I, it. Now. I'm, I'm also in this boat, so I can't talk. I've had your movie for two weeks now, and I haven't watched it. No, two weeks. It's been two months. <laughs> two months. Oh, I've had goodness. endless for two months. No way. Yeah. Me? It's been a month and a week since the last time we recorded. Really? Yeah. God, I felt like it's only been like a couple of weeks since I have that from you. It's been a while. <sighs> to be fair, I've been very busy. But you're way better than him. <laughs> I've been meaning to, to watch this movie. I've wanted to see it in theaters. I just missed the opportunity to see The Endless in theaters. Nah, it's fine. Uh, well, as for me, I've been playing a lot of board games. We went to Dallas, and like I said, the convention was just kind of okay. So me and my girlfriend left. We went to a bunch of different shops up there, comic shops, board game shops. Uh, we went to movie exchange. One of the games we found at one of the shops we went to was a game that had just been released at Gen Con this year, and it's called Choose Your Own Adventure, House of Danger. Uh, do you remember those old Choose Your Own Adventure books from when you were a kid? I do. So it's, it's I never read any of those, but I remember them. It's basically that, but in game format, and you play it as a community. Like I remember playing it. It was fun. Group. Yeah, we stayed up until like 2 a.m. playing it that Saturday night. So it's broken up into five chapters. This is a long game, by the way. It it is a long game. Each chapter is supposed to take somewhere between 40 minutes to an hour. Um, Actually, on my girlfriend's podcast, Raging Nerds Pod, we're playing through it chapter by chapter, and each chapter is one episode. So if you want to check us out playing it, uh, it's me and our other co-host and her, and uh, we're just done with the first chapter. It came out last week, so you can get right in on the beginning. It's nice how I didn't get an invite. Well, we can always play it again. I'm just joking. (laughs) We didn't go in the monkey room this time. Damn it. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Um, it's unlike any other game I've ever played. It's uh, community decisions. Everybody makes a choice about what thing you're going to do, what path you're going to take, whether you're going to explore certain objects or not. You roll a dice to see whether you accomplish your task. You have certain items that improve your chances of completing that task. And then you have psychic abilities that get stronger as you go along or weaker based on the things you do. And then when you get to the end, everything you've done matters. So it's pretty fun. Uh, it's one of the more fun and, and innovative games I've ever played at least in this format, mm. and uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. So check, right check it out if you like that kind of stuff. I don't like co-op board games. Okay. It's more of a card game than a board game. Yeah. I'm sure that that matters in the I don't like the cooperative part. 
I feel like someone always ends I mean, up you can derail now. everybody if you want. It's totally up to you. That's what me and Justin did that a couple of times. <laughs> he did. Catherine was like, why are you doing this? This is the dumbest decision you can make. And George and I are like, it's funny, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really interested why there's a monkey with a monocle sitting in the room. I want to talk to it. <laughs> yeah. I'd be talking to that monkey all day. Do you want to sit in the chair that might give you psychic powers or the one that will give you telepathy flame powers? And you're like. The flame one. The flame powers, of course. And then you end up burning to a crisp. <laughs> Do you want to make a clone of yourself? Yes. Yes. Obviously. And then you end up making a clone of yourself and he ends up killing you. <laughs> so there's a lot of like fun choices in the game. Sure, yeah. And the thing is you're a psychic investigator, so you don't actually die. At no point does the game just completely end. So if you if you die... You just start over. You've just seen a vision of your death... You go back a couple places and your danger meter increases. So, huh. it's uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, next time we play, we need to actually try to get a higher psychic rating because I think we beat the game with a one level. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't come close to no. Like, the, <laughs> the end of the world happened twice when we were playing <laughs> chapter chapter five. There's like you know seventy five cards in that stack or something. We saw maybe twelve cards out of the seventy five for for chapter five because we rushed to the end. And we weren't prepared enough from the things we had done before. Yeah, we never found any of the items that we needed. and So it, it just, it all fell apart at the end. But it's kind of like if you're doing like a speed run through a video game. It's what we did. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I've also been playing another game called uh, Five Minute Dungeon. Huh. Uh, oh, we were going to play that too, but it was already like two in the morning. So. Pick that up at GameStop. Um, it's another co-op game, so Andy might not like it. but No, I wanted to play that one. It's a, uh, it's... You're trying to defeat this monster. There's five monsters in this dungeon. You basically have a deck of other monsters you have to defeat in the dungeon before you get to the final boss. And then you have traps and obstacles you have to overcome inserted into the card deck. Yeah. You shuffle them up and then uh, each player picks a different character and those characters have different abilities. And they all have their own specialized deck based upon what powers they have. So like a wizard has the ability to pause time. A thief has the ability to steal cards from your, your other players. Paladin can like discard cards to let other people draw cards. Um, and basically you're trying to play whatever elements you need to play to defeat whatever is in front of you. So it'll be like you need a weapon and an arrow and like speed. So you have to have one of each of those to defeat this monster and then you move on to the next one. But you're on a five minute time limit for each boss and you got to get through like 50 cards every time. <laughs> it's chaotic and it's really hard and it's a lot of fun. Um, so we should play that on here. I mean, I don't think it translates very well. You don't think so? Audio. Right. But we should definitely play it at some point because it's a fun game. Maybe we could play it and figure it out. Maybe we can do like a parsed out episode like uh, the one you're doing with your girlfriend. We could try. Yeah. We could try. It's it's pretty fun. So. My problem with co-op games is, there, is someone ends up getting their opinion walked all over. Usually. Yeah. yeah. And that someone is usually my wife. And then I suffer. I gotcha. The suffering yeah. ensues. Or she just stops playing and starts drinking and then I suffer. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. D&D game. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for consumption. Let's move on to this week's hot fudge. You want the hot fudge? What do you got for us, George? All right, so uh, this week's hot fudge is about cars. Where we feel safest Here of all. in my car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to... Do you know anything about the lyrics to that song? I don't even know the lyrics to that song. All right, do you know what that song's about? Uh, driving over people on the pavement. On the sidewalk. Nope, not even close. Uh, terror attacks in London using a van. Yep. Okay. I'm dead on. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Uh, so according to this website, songfacts.com, they spoken with uh, Gary Newman. Fucking Gary Newman. Newman. Uh, the song's about how people use technology and material goods to isolate themselves from human contact. Newman stated that he has Asperger's syndrome, which is a mild form of autism. Uh, but until he was diagnosed, he had a lot of trouble relating to other people. And the inspiration from this song uh, came from him and his, his quote, a couple of blokes st- started peering in the window and for whatever reason, they took a disliking to me. I had to take evasive action and I swerve up in the pavement, scattering pedestrians everywhere. After that, I began to see cars as tank of a modern society. Hmm. And uh, there you go. Then it became like the, you know, the number one hit whenever that fucking song came out. I hate that song. <laughs> You've been singing it all, all I know. It's awful. It, uh, also, the song found a new life when uh, it was covered by Fear Factory. Also appearing in the video was uh, Nine Inch Nails, David Clark, Cool G Rap, and DJ Polio, and the Judy Bats. Wait, wait. DJ Polio? DJ Polio. What the fuck? Or that could be a smudge on my phone. DJ Polo, sorry. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> there was a smudge on my phone. That's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there you go. Now you know uh, it was about him almost running people over. And, uh, and here in his car, here in his car, where he all feels right. safest of all. Reminds me of uh, Toxic Avenger, which I watched recently. And those <laughs> crazy people that the first over. one, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. You'd enjoy it. You would love Toxic Avenger. I mean, it's like stupid bad, but it's stupid fun. That's yeah, it's about a nerdy dude who gets knocked into a, like a chemical vat of yeah, dude, toxins. I know toxic. Oh, okay. Well, you... I haven't seen the movie. I saw the children's TV show years ago. Yeah, I used to watch all that all the time. <laughs> Toxic Crusaders. I used to have the yeah. toys. Yeah. So did we. I'll, I'll loan you Toxic Avenger, but you can't keep it for two years. you got to give it back to me quick. Or we can watch it for our Christmas episode. Or we can watch it for one of our movies for a Christmas special. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All we right, need to set a that. date for that. We'll do that soon. All right. Well, let's move on then. It's time for Tell Us Something Nutty. And Andy, since you picked Cars, why don't you go for this? So... I have an 04 Mustang that uh, I've been driving around since 08, and it's always had a few little chips and scratches in the paint. You mean the one that has was painted by, like, spray paint or whatever? I'm about to tell the story of how it got spray painted. Oh, okay. Yeah. I worked at a catalyst plant, and the catalyst that we made was basically super fine grain sand. Mm. And every once in a while, if we fucked up on emissions, we would blow sand out the top of our stack... It would come down and settle on our cars, which is fine if you had the clear coat protecting it. But you didn't. But I did not. (laughs) So my brilliant idea after about 10 to 12 beers was to get peel coat, spray paint the entire fucking car, and that would obviously protect my car from whatever. Uh Uh-huh. So I did that. Only problem was that because I was 10 or 12 beers in, I wildly underestimated the amount of spray cans that I needed. So, most of my car had a nice uh, black coloring to it. And then it was supposed to also have like a green-purple color shift thing. I remember when you did that. Yeah. yeah. It like did a not chameleon work out well. kind of paint job? Yeah. It did not work out because I bought like six cans of the black and two cans of the purple yeah green purple color shift mm. yeah and then on top of that i did not put a clear coat down on it 
So so it was like right onto the metal. Uh, it was right onto the paint that was already there. And then when the catalyst landed on it, it did something. And it and became, turned it into a rust bucket. It became a part of the actual paint. So now I'm trying to get it off so that I can sell it. And it looks like absolute dog shit. Is that how you selling it? Uh, absolute dog shit Mustang. Come get it. Yeah. <laughs> $5,500 or best offer. One of a kind paint job. <laughs> AKA dog shit. <laughs> what about you, George? You got any funny car stories? Funny car stories? Uh, no, nothing really super funny. Uh, I do have a dumb moment in driving in my truck, my first truck, mind you. So uh, it's also a very sad story, I guess. Uh, so this is, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but it was on New Year's Eve and, um, I was broken up with my girlfriend at that time mm. and, uh, I drove over to her place. Hopefully we can make amends on New Year's Eve. That did not go as planned. Shit went south. So I figured I'd drive over to my friend's house and just, you know, hang out for the rest of the night. Get to my friend's house. He's not there. And it starts to fucking pour rain on New Year's Eve and I just feel absolutely miserable and I just didn't care about anything at that moment and uh, where my friend lives he has like these giant ditches uh, on either side of the street mm -hmm. uh, so i'm backing out of his driveway and i'm not paying attention because i'm crying my sad poor little eyes out or whatever that no one i can't spend new year's eve with anyone and no one cared about me and uh slowly i got too close to the ditch and i put it in drive and i hit drive and i started to spin out, spin out and go backwards real slow then all of a sudden boom I'm stuck on a ditch, it's raining, and all of a sudden fireworks are going off while it's raining, and I'm just stuck in my car, just crying my sad little eyes out. Did you feel safe? I did feel a little safe. Safest of all. <laughs> and then, like, uh, these two little guys in a little shitty Honda car saw me, like, up, like, at, like almost at a 90 degree angle, uh, and they were like, hey, man, you need some help? And I was like... Yeah, but your car ain't gonna do shit. And it's like, oh yeah, we will, we'll get it, man. We'll get it. So they strapped their little Honda to my truck, and they're like spinning out. You just see the little car just going like, uh, like that scene from Lost World and okay. Jurassic Park, yeah, yeah, where yeah. he's trying to keep the RV from going under. Their little car is doing that from the lot across the street, trying to pull my car. And then my car started getting a little traction, starting to get it up, and all of a sudden. Whoosh, Fucking bumper rips off. Oh, damn. Not my bumper. Their bumper, mind you. <laughs> and and uh, I fall right back down, and it was already like 2 in the morning. I had to call my sister to come pick me up. Next morning, I had my car towed. Wow. It's supposed to be a funny story, man. <laughs> yeah, it was not a funny story. Very sad and stupid. Then George's father beat him. <laughs> I, I never I told, I, I never I told my parents, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, there's uh, not a funny story. Okay. All right. Well, I got a, I got a funnier one, I guess. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's pretty hard to beat. So it was like it a... It's pretty... It's funny by being tragic. It was like a Sunday afternoon. And, Most of your uh, stories are. I had had a long week. I was I was just relaxing at home, playing video games, doing nothing, which I don't do very much anymore, but enjoying my time. And I got a phone call from Andy, who I hadn't the talked to. The worst phone call to get. <laughs> I hadn't talked to Andy in like a couple months, and I got a phone call from him, and he's like, hey, man, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, nothing, just hanging out. He's like, hey, can you help me with something? And I was like, yeah, sure. What's up? And he goes, I need to move. And I was like, okay, <laughs> when? He's like, right now. <laughs> I was like, oh. Thanks for the heads up. Okay. Um, what do you mean? He's like, well, my parents sold their house and I have to be out of here by noon tomorrow. 
all my stuff's here. Can you come help me move? And mind you, Andy's parents live like an hour away from where I am. And Do I'm they like, sell the house right under from underneath you or something? Yeah. Because they like, get the fuck out of our house. Uh, no, they moved and I was just watching over it for them while they were trying to, like between closing on the house in Alabama but, and the house in So you were squatting. Texas. It had been a little while yeah. and, and Andy didn't do anything. He's like, can you, come, this is true. can you come help me? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I get in my car. I drive over there. I'm expecting there to be a moving truck and like Andy, like ready to go. I pull up and there's a ton of shit in the garage and it's just kind of everywhere. And I, I knock on the door. Andy answers and he's like, yeah, we need to move this and this and all the stuff up in my room and that stuff in the garage. And I'm like, okay, well, how much is there? And like, we go up to his bedroom. He hasn't even packed his bedroom. Like it's, it's displayed as it was, as if he lived there. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And I'm like, when do you have to be out? And he's like, by noon tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, well, where's the truck? When are you going to go get it? And he's like, what truck? And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? What truck? And he's like, I figured we take our cars. And I'm like, you have a lot of stuff. Like, it's going to take us several trips to take it because we both drive small cars. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, well, I got a storage unit. I'm like, okay, well, where is it? Storage unit's like past where I live. So it's like an hour and 10 minutes the other direction. So you wanted to make multiple hour-long trips? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'm like, dude, we can't do that. There's no way we're going to we'll – be, we'll be working until like 5 a.m. and only get halfway done. Like, there's no way this is going to work. We have to find a truck. So we start calling every U-Haul place we can find. They're all closed because it's Sunday afternoon. By the right. time I got there, it was like 5.30. All their U-Hauls were gone. Half of them were closed. We had nothing. At the time, Andy was a, a, fire, a firefighter. And uh, he was like, wait, I have an idea. And he goes in the house. And then he comes back out. And he's like, get in the car. We're going. And I was like, oh, you found a truck? And he's like, yeah. So we get in the car. And we drive. Sort of. We drive to the fire station. <laughs> and Andy's like, yeah, I talked to my boss. We can borrow the ambulance. So we get in an ambulance, and it's like a full-sized, you know, ambulance. I think you, you pull the stretcher out and, like, put it on the side of the road I mean, or something. granted, you could fit a lot of stuff in an ambulance. I mean, it worked, yeah. We drove the ambulance back to his house. We packed as much as we possibly could into there. Did everyone in your neighbors think someone died or something? <laughs> Actually, they were pretty well used to it by then. <laughs> you know, we got a lot into the ambulance, but it still wasn't everything. And then we loaded as much as we could into my car. And then we took the ambulance and my car all the way across town to his storage unit. By the time we got there, it was like 2.30 in the morning, unloaded it all. He still had stuff back at the house, but he was like, I can get the rest and put it in my car. We're good. <laughs> so. Did you really even ask your boss or did you like just took it? I did actually ask my boss. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would expect you to not to ask your boss and, and just take it. All these distances that he's talking about are within like two miles of here. Yeah, it was on this side of town. It was like north of I-10. And you were where you we live now. We were in now. new territory over in Sugarland, close to where yeah. I am now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a haul, man. Yeah. That's I would have been very upset with you as a friend that day. <laughs> I was getting pretty well used to it. Lots okay. of people were All upset right. with me as a friend that day. <laughs> <laughs> did you knew you had to move out sooner? Or did you just find out that day? Or... I or were you was, just being like oblivious and like, yeah, whatever, I'll figure it out later. I was given a month's notice and then day two, it moved up to three days notice. So month notice went out the window? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So on day two, they told me that I actually had till day four. Which is when he called me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you should have been like, oh, this is on you guys. Y'all should have, you know, give me more time. Oh, well, yeah, but it's not like I'm going to fuck with people trying to sell a house. 
I mean, it's already pretty stressful for everyone involved, including me, so I didn't want to give anyone shit. But regardless, we, we moved Andy in an ambulance. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, that sounds about normal coming from Andy at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of Andy stories. They'll just kind of resurface as the show goes along. <laughs> so. I think that's how I moved into the apartment, too, was I went from the storage unit to the uh, the apartment using the Via ambulance. ambulance? Yeah. Did you ever take anything out of the ambulance or did you just leave it all in the ambulance? I told you he, he took the stretcher out and just kind of shoved it into the fire station. <laughs> it was an ambulance station. It was a non-emergency Did you sleep in the so. ambulance for quite some time? Is that what it was? Uh, No, but I have slept in ambulances. I mean, I imagine it's... Yeah. yeah. The bed's not very comfortable. I wouldn't think so. No, but I mean, if you're tired and, you know, doing EMS work... Yeah. yeah. You wake up, somebody strapped you in. They're driving around, but you're not secured, and they're driving around. You're going side to side. I'm gonna roll out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like that scene from The Burbs. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Hanks is rolling down the street. Crazy X did that a few times. The strapping and the driving with the the uh, stretcher unsecured. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, That's not pleasant. I can imagine not. No, pretty yeah. sure the patient didn't enjoy it either. He meant with him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that does it for Tell Me a Nutty Story. Let's move on to Ask the Nuts. It is time to Ask the Nuts. It's a bit nutty. Question number one. Andy, which car from Disney's Cars would win in a demolition derby and why? Mater? Uh, Because it could hook everything. I don't know. I don't. It's Cars. How many times do you think I've seen that shit? What about you, George? The spy car from the second one because it has rocket. Lockers? There's a second one. There's four of them, I think. There's four of them, you think? I'm I'm with Andy here. I've never actually seen a single Cars movie. Really? The first one, not I, I bad. Dan Larry, the cable guy, and I know he uh, plays a big role in that, so yeah, I just yeah. never bothered. So the the hickness gets to you, huh? I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't really have a good answer, but I'm gonna guess the spy car from the second one, who has you know explosives and guns and stuff. I that will, does seem like a good choice. I will go with George's option on this because I have no opinion of my And own. he could fly, too, uh, in the That's movie. not even fair. It's not Lightning McQueen or whatever, the main guy? No, he's not even in the second. I mean, he's in it, but he's not a main character in the second Ka-chow. movie. Ka-chow. All right. Next question, Andy. Would you rather own Kit or the Batmobile? Batmobile. Batmobile. Yeah, Batmobile. Yeah, that's a stupid ant question. Kit. Batmobile has a lot more gadgets than Alfred. And doesn't have Kit. <laughs> Who wants a car that talks to you? I mean, I would want a car that talks to me. That'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't it get like... What if it's like needy? I don't want social interaction with people. Why would I want it with machines? It'd be kind of cool to have a talking car. I mean, to a point. But like at a certain point, you'd be like, man, leave me alone. Especially (laughs) if you had like a British accent like Kit had. Just shut up and drive. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't even have to fucking drive. I'm like, Kit, take me here. I want to take a nap while you're driving. Or other things. Read a book? (laughs) I thought, you were implying that you were ma- I thought you were implying that you were going to masturbate inside of See, Kit. That's your problem. That's where <laughs> you The look first. Andy gave you and the fact that I knew exactly what he was thinking. <laughs> that's fucked up, George. Well, you're that's saying, a sentient You're being. saying like, you don't do that now. My car can't talk to me. So you think. No, I'm pretty sure my car can't Why talk to me. Why did you paint me like this? <laughs> Why do you cry life. so much when you do that? <laughs> Feel my pain. Next question. Uh, if you could be any Transformer, Autobot, or Decepticon, which one would you choose and why? Starscream. 
He's not a car, but okay. Fair enough. Why? It didn't say car. I know it didn't. Because I know the name. Okay. Uh, Hot Rod, because he had the coolest transforming ability and was the fastest in the cartoon show, at least. And he became Rodimus in the movie. Right. He became the leader after Optimus died. That sounds super good. (laughs) Rodimus. Rodimus Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Have you never seen the Transformers movie? Uh, I saw the first one. There's no, no, the one. cartoon, the, oh, the, the no. 1985 cartoon. No. Oh, I missed out. That was a great, that was a defining movie for my childhood. I mean, defining is a strong word, but it's a fun movie. <laughs> Optimus died. It mattered when he I was a kid. died in the first five minutes, yeah. Yeah, when you're a kid and Optimus dies, you're just like, what? They can't kill him? He's There's a good like, guy. What? Yeah, especially yeah. since he's the main character of the cartoon show. I can imagine it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I'd pick Soundwave, for sure. All right. You get your own little minions. You get to play heavy metal while shit's going down. Like, you get to pick the soundtrack of every battle. I think Soundwave's going to be uh, the main bad guy in the next Bumblebee movie. I could see that because they made him very radio-centric like, yeah. in the way he talks and stuff. I think. I, I could be wrong. Oh, it's either that or they bring in Starscream back. It's one of the two. He didn't do anything with Starscream in the first, the first time he came around. In the first movie, he was like Megatron's uh, number one guy. But he was, he was barely involved. I don't know. They did They did a lot of things wrong with Transformers, the live-action ones. I but like, they're more than meets the eye. I like the actually, first one actually, quite a bit. The, uh, mo- like, last weekend, PowerCon went on, which is the He-Man and the Masters Universe convention. Right. Um, so they did a huge costume contest, and it was really great. But one of the pictures I keep seeing all over Facebook is a guy dressed like Skeletor walking around with a big sign that says, Keep Michael Bay out of Eternia. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a producer on the next movie. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> next question. What is your favorite car-based movie? Gone in 60 Seconds? That has cars in it. It's a good totally movie. Totally does, yeah. I like that movie Which a lot. one? The original or the one with Nicolas Cage? Come on now. I'm just asking. Like I've seen the original. <laughs> <laughs> I was this close to saying Fast and Furious. It depends. have been wrong. Well, it just yeah. depends on which one you're talking about. First one. If you say any of them, you'd be wrong. I, I like the one where they steal the bank from uh, in the Brazil country. Fast but that's Furious, your favorite Brazil? car movie? I don't know if it's my favorite car movie. What's your movie? favorite car movie? Fury Road? Oh, that was pretty good. Damn it, oh, Mad man. Max. Yeah. I could have gone with any Mad Max movie and I had to pick up <laughs> fucking Gone with 60 Seconds. This is what happens when I don't... Watch movies. <laughs> store movies in my brain. Yeah, it's probably going to be Fury Road. If it wasn't Fury Road, it'd probably be Road Warrior, but there's not a lot of car action in Road Warrior. It's true. I mean, my favorite, like, I, I find Gone in 60 Seconds extremely enjoyable. Like, it's... Oh, yeah, it's, it's fun. really fun. I like it a lot. That's what I was going to say, but then Andy took it from me, so... You, you could... I mean, do you have a second follow-up favorite one? I mean, Fury Road is like 45 <laughs> Fury Road was a good choice. I don't really like any of the Fast and Furious movies. Um, Come on, man. I don't really that think bad. Back to the Future is a car movie. Or no, any, it just has a car. That's awesome. None of awesome. the Batman movies are car movies. Uh, what about the Italian job? It's okay. Oh, fucking awful. The transporter, I guess. Like the first oh, yeah, one. There's a car good. in it, yeah. Um He knocks a bomb off his car by drive. flipping it. Drive is good. Drive is good. Um Baby Driver. Baby Driver is also a good action in a car movie. The action stuff in Baby Driver is great. The story and the plot made no sense. It was Smokey dumb. and the Bandit. Uh what about Cannonball Run? That's, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. With Burt Reynolds and Jackie Chan in his first American produced movie. Yeah. Need for Speed. <laughs> you know, there's, I saw it and there I don't are remember scenes, it. It's there's, awful. there's some really good scenes in that movie. Like, the way they shot some of the car action stuff was really good. But as far as substance goes, it's really shitty. Speed. 
Oh yeah, that's a great movie. That's my pick. Speed. I mean, it's a bus. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> oh, I mean, I I watch it every time it's on. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a fun movie. It's like Jurassic Park. Just doesn't age well. Yeah. I would say uh, also Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's a pretty good uh, car movie. There's a lot of car action. There's a in lot that. of car action, yeah. but it's not I mean it's a John McClane movie. And then uh, next runner up would be Blues Brothers. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm. What? It still holds the record for the most car wrecks in a movie ever filmed. I didn't know that was a record, but okay. I still don't understand how it's beaten any of the Fast and the Furious movies. Because those are all digital cars. Oh, 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 like that. Practical effects. Okay. All right. All right. Next question. Andy, what strategy would you use to survive Monday night rehabilitation if you were paired against Beef Supreme and the Ass Dozer? What? Idiocracy. Oh. (laughs) I I haven't seen it. What is this? Is it a wrestling match? Uh, uh, sort of. Not really. It, it's basically a guy... It's execution. Getting executed by a gravedigger-type monster truck, and he's, like, chained to a pole. He has, like, some maneuverability. He's chained to a giant concrete ball. Yeah. And that it's in a car. Idiocracy is, is a brilliant movie from Mike Judge. Um, it was very, uh, unappreciated when it came out. But it, it's it's gotten better with time especially now <laughs> especially now it's like a look at it's about luke wilson yeah, he works yeah. For the army he's kind of a slacker doesn't really do his job he accidentally he's an idiot kind of he accidentally freezes himself and so does a hooker that's like visiting the base they both accidentally get cryo they sign, frozen. Up, they sign up for a testing thing and they got forgotten they, they get forgotten yeah they get forgotten for like hundreds of years yeah and when they emerge they're the smartest people on earth. They're the smartest people on earth. Yeah, yeah. Because the average intelligence of America has gone way down. Everybody's dumb. Tech Shepard's pretty good in that movie. Yeah. He like, is. oh, I want to see your boobs. <laughs> Bronzo, the Bronzo. thirst mutilator. <laughs> Terry Crews is great in that, Terry too. Terry Crews is incredible as the president. He has that giant... Uh, president Camacho. <laughs> president Camacho. Yeah. Like, yeah. all their, all their pro- crops are dying. They can't because uh, they're feeding it with like Mountain Dew or whatever Gatorade. Oh, Gatorade! Yeah, they're watering all their plants with Gatorade, <laughs> and it's like Bronzo. It's what plants crave. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke's like, "You should give them water. That'll that'll save them." And he's Here's like, the, "That's I, stuff from the toilet." No, <laughs> but he does. He the gives fact them water that plumbing and... still works in that future is amazing. I mean, welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> I love you. It's an amazing movie. Like, if you've never seen Idiocracy, you have to watch Idiocracy. It's pretty great. All right, I want to watch it. As far as this question, I only put it in there so we could talk about Idiocracy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have a good answer for it. The way he... They do it in the movie is pretty good. I mean, those people are all completely dumb, so it's pretty easy to outsmart them. um, Assuming you can dodge the wheels of the giant vehicle coming at you. With the giant testicles on it? Yeah. So... (laughs) Of course. But yeah, you would love that movie, for sure. Uh, Let's see. Next question... Do you prefer European cars or American cars? Uh, hmm. The car that I've enjoyed driving the most was a Nissan Altima. So Japanese cars? Yeah. Import. Yeah. I also own an import. The last two cars I've owned have been imports. And mm-hmm. they've been uh, very good to me. I Yeah, I, I only drive Japanese cars. So, <laughs> Aren't you driving a Toyota right now? Yeah, it's an import. Well, I mean, technically, it's not. Toyota's Japanese. Yeah, but it was made in San Antonio. Owned by a it's still a Japanese, Japanese company. Design. 
Does that does it really count as an import though? It's not counted like, as I a can, domestic car. I can definitely see you saying, "Yeah, it's a Japanese car," but I don't think it counts as an import. If no, because it it's made here. It. Yeah, yeah. It, it's made here, but it's that's some not a je- not an American. That's the kind of stuff. He it's would not pick a Chevy <laughs> or a Ford. All right, or a all Dodge. Right. I just like cars that don't have to use the red antifreeze. How about that one? I, okay. Right. Does my car use Japanese the red? cars are the best? That's that's the answer. Uh, they're better European cars. They last longer. They're Except better than American cars. Kias. They don't break down the same way. I love my Kia. Fuck Kias. My Kia is amazing. Next mm, question. Fucking gerbils. Was Christine the car just misunderstood or was she a straight oh, up Oh, man. Demon? What a great car movie. Shit, I should have said that one. <sighs> she was trying to fuck the shit out of that guy. <laughs> I've never actually seen the movie, but I've read the book. Oh, man. That fucking movie's amazing. It is good. Uh, she's just trying to fuck the shit out of that guy. So she's she's not misunderstood. She's a demon. No, she's misunderstood. Oh, okay. Yeah. George? Uh, I mean, I've only seen the movie, so it's a bloodthirsty car. So, demon. demon. She just wants to put her tailpipe inside him. I'm going to go with demon as well. <laughs> it's a very jealous demon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she gives him everything he wants, but then when he starts having attention to other ladies, he's with the car gets angry. Yeah. yeah. So what, it's if a kid did that to you? That's the That's the antithesis to you wanting but see i could level with kit because i could talk to him he could just lie to you He'd lie straight to your face and run i mean over your, run christine over all she had was the fucking bumblebee way of talking was via radio <laughs> yeah this right. is accurate next question andy what car would you want to try to survive in a mad max style world with see this is problematic how because there's not a lot of gasoline in in mad max that's the issue so you don't want something that's going to guzzle it but at the same time you want something sturdy enough to to really make it through in the Mad Max universe, they retrofit stuff to make become fuel. Like they turn like like this black oil, I guess, that they find into fuel. Like, there's, there's some like, like in, fuels like in Fury Road in particular. Fuel is way more common than water. Yeah, yeah, and they've got a refinery in Fury Road. Mm-hmm. But that's also the it's key here challenge. is that they they control the fuel. Mm-hmm. So there may be more fuel, but it's not like I've got access to it, unless I'm, you know, one of the guys, one of the shiny and chrome guys. Yeah. So shiny uh, and chrome, blessed the V8. I don't know, maybe a Tesla that's gotten converted over to solar power. Okay. So you'd be like the Rick Moranis of <laughs> Mad Max. <laughs> it's honey, I ran the psychos. <laughs> It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> George? Uh, I actually play the video game Mad Max, so the car I have in the video game is what I'd use, which is hanging on uh, my wall right behind you. It's the pretty much close to the car that Mad Max drives. Yeah, I like how that's a 17-plus uh, Matchbox car. The game is rated 17 and up. Yeah, you had to be uh, in for mature to buy that car. Yep, hmm. sure do. Uh, I would take my Mazda MPV because it's a multi-purpose vehicle and, and fit it. <laughs> you just put like chains and shit yeah, all around. Yeah, it would work. Right? What would you do for fuel? I guess you I know. mean it's pretty fuel efficient, so right you just siphon it off other vehicles. Okay, there yeah. you go. Sounds like a plan. Also, having Mel Gibson being your number two guy in a Aussie cattle dog could help. It would help. Yeah, definitely. I love that dog. Last question. In a race between the Mach 5 and the Batmobile, who would win and why? Batmobile. Batmobile. Why? 
It would blow it out of the fucking sky or something. Because Speed Racer sucks! Because <laughs> uh, Batman. Batman wins all the time. This is accurate. You know, I'm really surprised that the ambulance from Heat didn't come back up. <laughs> <laughs> the Heat comes out from a quick surprise to be the clear winner at the end. <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't the answer to the Mad Max question. I'm surprised. There you go. You should have picked that one for the Mad Max answer. That was it runs good. on diesel. <laughs> it runs longer and cleaner. <laughs> I mean, the Batmobile's got more gadgets, so that would be my answer as well. And, and then, Not and the ambulance. <laughs> From heat. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that does it for Ask the Nuts and for this week's episode of Mind Fudge. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. You can find us at mindfudgecomedy.com or on Twitter or Instagram as at mindfudgers. If you'd like to follow me directly, you can find me as at comicaljc. For Andy, you can find him at... At Princess Sophia SU, and that's Sophia with an F. For George? Uh, at George Trips is all the social medias. And uh, if you'd like to check out our comic, Speak No Evil, it's available on graybearcomics.com. That's G-R-A-Y. Issue 3 is out now. Yeah. Should be on Comixology soon, hopefully. Hopefully. They take a while. And that is pretty much it. So tune in next week, and we'll see you guys later. Make sure to rev your engines. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Wait, wait, no. What's your, come on, what does your engine sound like? <laughs> it sounds like a... Wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs>